Miss Burton, of the Evening Observer, had a keen sense of humour which two years' association with the British press had not succeeded in destroying, and the appearance of the man was sufficient to tickle the most ultra-morose fancy. Polly thought to herself that she had never seen anyone so pale, so thin, with such funny light-coloured hair brushed very smoothly across the top of a very obviously bald crown. He looked so timid and nervous as he fidgeted incessantly with a piece of string, his long, lean and trembling fingers tying and untying it into knots of wonderful and complicated proportions. Having carefully studied every detail of the quaint personality, Polly felt more amiable. And yet, she remarked kindly but authoritatively, this article, in an otherwise well-informed journal, will tell you that, even within the last year, no fewer than six crimes have completely baffled the police, and the perpetrators of them are still at large. Pardon me, he said gently, I never for a moment ventured to suggest that there were no mysteries to the police. I merely remarked that there were none where intelligence was brought to bear upon the investigation of crime. "'Not even in the Fenchurch Street mystery, I suppose?' she asked sarcastically. "'Least of all in the so-called Fenchurch Street mystery,' he replied quietly. Now the Fenchurch Street mystery, as that extraordinary crime had popularly been called, had puzzled, as Polly well knew, the brains of every thinking man and woman for the last twelve months.' It had puzzled her not inconsiderably. She had been interested, fascinated. She had studied the case, formed her own theories, thought about it all often and often, had even written one or two letters to the press on the subject, suggesting, arguing, hinting at possibilities and probabilities, adducing proofs which other amateur detectives were equally ready to refute. The attitude of that timid man in the corner, therefore, was peculiarly exasperating, and she retorted with sarcasm destined to completely annihilate her self-complacent interlocutor. "'What a pity it is, in that case, that you do not offer your priceless services to our misguided, though well-meaning, police!' "'Isn't it?' he replied with perfect good humour. "'Well, you know, for one thing, I doubt if they would accept them, "'and in the second place my inclinations and my duty would, "'were I to become an active member of the detective force, "'nearly always be in direct conflict. "'As often as not, my sympathies go to the criminal "'who is clever and astute enough to lead our entire police force by the nose.' 